0: And welcome to the 18th episode of a Yeah Guys podcast. I am your host Ram, and I am joined with not two
1: but one of my co-hosts, Parker. We are without uh, Tony today. Uh, How are you doing? I am doing good. Uh, Very uh, sad that Tony could not make it, Um, but um, the man had to work. So you know, it is what it is, and we will get through this without him. But this one's for you, tones. Yeah, this one's
0: for you, buddy. Uh, the show must go on, um, and we'll we'll get your uh, your college and NFL predictions uh, next episode. See how you did, but uh, yeah, let's let's get this going here. We'll start with uh, Liberty at Ole Miss, and uh, sorry, Parker, uh, I got this one wrong. Yeah, um, your boy Malika Willis. Uh, you know, he had, he had a had very a-
1: rough game.
0: Yeah, rough game. Looks like three interceptions and uh, just not not a whole lot on offense. They got most of their points in the yeah. third quarter, but uh, yeah, Matt Corral and Ole Miss they they uh, roll to seven and two. Looks like here uh, and have a a good team that was uh, uh, on their way up, and uh, Liberty just couldn't get it done on the road. So, uh, any thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, just kind of. I'm um, kind of underwhelmed from from Liberty. I mean, I, I don't expect a ton of a ton from them. I mean, they were seven and two and not even ranked yet, and that honestly, I think that's kind of disrespectful towards them. Um, I mean, they they did lose, uh, you know, to a big SEC Ole Miss team, but at seven and three, I I definitely think that that they. You know, deserve to be ranked at at least in the uh, in the twenties uh, for you know just their their good record. I mean, I I I think they might have started off the season maybe undefeated to a certain point, but um yeah, just uh, a big game from Ole Miss and they remain uh you know ranked and had a very good game against Liberty. Yeah, and
0: um, we'll, we'll go over those rankings. We don't have them on hand yet, but uh, uh, I'm sure yeah. a lot of movies our college
1: gonna... football expert is uh, is gone. So yeah, it's...
0: not in the office.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> not sure if we'll
0: have him uh, tomorrow, or if we, uh, or if we'll have to kind of uh, find a way to get him in here. But uh, uh, if not, um, we'll we'll go over the the rankings and see what uh, who, who moved in, who moved out. Um, but I'm sure Ole Miss they kind of stayed their ground and maybe even went up a little bit. Gonna, uh, Good win for Ole Miss, and uh, we'll move on to uh Purdue. <laughs> all, all Purdue does this year—they uh, upset. Unreal! Chiefs. It's unbelievable. Absolutely the un- unreal. Yeah, and they, they they knocked off the third-ranked team, Michigan State. Uh Purdue, just you know, great, great play all around. They had a uh, Kenneth Walker. I know Kenneth Walker on Michigan State side. Uh, he's continued his Heisman, Heisman season uh, for Michigan State, but. uh uh, for Purdue, you have uh, David Bell, 11 <laughs> catches, yeah, 217. That, you've got to keep
1: an eye on him, and you know, keep remember that name. Draft.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so just this, this, this game had um, a lot of good stars uh, on the field, and you don't really expect that from Purdue and Michigan State, but uh, um, I guess this year is a little bit different. But big win for Purdue, Parker. Uh, and what uh, what do you think
1: that's gonna
0: that's gonna do to Michigan State's? Uh, uh, <laughs> um well just chances in the the rankings it's it's
1: it's just nuts that that you know we've seen iowa another big 10 team storm up you know to the to the top five and then lose you know what was it back-to-back games to to you know mediocre teams and you know michigan state could could honestly you know follow that exact trend if they don't you know, step it up and and you know playing these big games. I mean, forty to twenty nine. I mean, they got that's you know they got pretty much ousted and it it's it's very you know uh, crazy to see. But uh, going on the Purdue side, you know, Ram, uh, my guy in the NFL, Rondell Moore. He uh, he came from Purdue, and you know he's you know shaping up to be a, a star in the making, wide receiver by some of the plays that he's made and. Right in to follow him is, you know, David Bell, who is, has been making some unbelievable plays, 11 catches, like you said, 217 yards and a touchdown uh, against Michigan State, a top-three team, to help his team win. And the quarterback, uh, 536 yards, three touchdowns, 40 completions. So just a massive offensive day in the passing game from uh, Purdue to uh, – slay the dragon in michigan state once again so
0: yeah and it looks like purdue may have
1: a wide receiver factory
0: uh brewing up there in purdue so uh it's that kind is of right. fun, fun to see uh um good wide receivers come out there but uh yeah moving on now to uh texas a&m with a big win uh against uh auburn who was uh kind of streaking um but uh that streak came to an end uh bo nicks and and uh, Auburn, they just didn't look too good. They they, they didn't look ready. Uh, Texas AM's and defense came up to play, and Bo Nix was basically just running for his life. Honestly, uh, Park, I don't know if you watched it, but just th- this game was just dominated by Texas A and M.
1: Um, I did not watch this game, but um, I, I I can see here, you know, when you when you put up three points, it, it it's never you know going to turn out uh, to be a, a, a winning game for your team. So. Um, just uh, a total defensive game and, you know, a very solid game from Isaiah Spiller, who, uh, you know, went over 100 yards and had a touchdown. And his uh, acquaintance, uh, Mr. Bigsby, on the other side, did not uh, have the hottest day uh, rushing the ball either. So just a, a total defensive win from Texas A&M. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna move us on. to uh, just two teams I just don't understand. Mississippi State um, getting into the rankings at 17 and uh, losing on the road to Arkansas, who was uh, on, on a losing streak. Basically, I'm not sure if they won the last week, but uh, they they've lost some close ones and uh, found their way out of the rankings. But who knows? Maybe this would uh, propel them into the uh, back into the rankings because they did beat them 31 uh, 28. They did win last week. They they did. So maybe maybe but this before that, boost they Arkansas.
1: had three straight losses. So
0: yeah, they they were. They were streaking uh, not too well back back then, but uh, they, they muster up two uh, wins in a row here and against a good uh, Mississippi State team who was probably out of the rankings by now. But, um, yeah, Parker, uh, Arkansas, they're, they've
1: been up and down and maybe they're kind of ending their season on the up here maybe? Yeah, definitely. Um, something weird going on, uh, you know, winning and being a – I think they got all the way up to eighth before losing to Texas A&M. Or – did they be They No, they upset Texas A&M, you know, when, during that big game and then they fell off the radar and, uh, definitely, you know, can finish their season well, which would, you know, be a huge boost to the, to the three stars on their team, Jefferson Johnson and Burks who all had very solid games, um, uh, on Saturday. Uh, and you know, when they play like that, uh, they can beat, you know, pretty good teams out there. So, uh, you know, Arkansas just you know taking care of business at home. Yeah, and uh, they got they got Alabama in two weeks. Uh, yeah, I've I, I seen that on their schedule. You know, that, obviously yeah. that's that's gonna be a game where you know you can just you just gotta you know play your hardest and try to keep up.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of keeping up with Bama, I thought uh, LSU did exactly that. Maybe this isn't Definitely. really a team that that the Alabama team that we're all used to seeing. There, there, there's some holes here and there with this year's team which is not saying too much because they're, they're still winning games and they're still playing really well but um for uh, t- 20 to 14 uh, Bama wins at home against LSU uh, LSU kept it close kind of a defensive game towards the end there in the second half but uh yeah Parker you know Bama is probably second ranked now I mean they're they've held on to their second rank but uh yeah I don't really see any team beating Bama but uh, potentially Georgia if they match up they I think it's going to be probably one of the best games uh, of all time because these Georgia and Bama seem very even this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's just, you know, crazy how on the, the Alabama side, your quarterback can have three you know, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Your running back 13 rushes, 18 yards. I mean, you're not <laughs> going to win a whole lot of football games like that. And, but you have, you look at the receivers and and Williams and and Mechie, ten and nine catches each, respectively. Uh, 160 yards for Williams, just all over you know LSU's defense. But you know at the end of the day, it's a very close game, and you know LSU runs the ball on the ground and stops stops Alabama's running attack, and you know it made it pretty one dimensional and had to throw the ball a lot, but. You know they succeeded in that, and they are going to have a huge matchup with Georgia if they play in the uh, the SEC bowl game or the SEC championship game that they have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's going to move us to kind of a
0: uneventful <laughs> game that we predicted. I probably shouldn't have predicted this one honestly. Uh, Penn State uh, on the road uh, beating Maryland thirty-one fourteen. Penn State probably gaining a ranking now. Who knows uh, after this win, but. Uh, yeah, just a good all around effort. Uh, wow, I said this. Uh, no, I wasn't really close on my score, but uh, yeah, Penn State wins, Parker. Kind of uh, straightforward on this one.
1: Yeah, um, I predicted Penn State to win by a touchdown, and they won by two touchdowns and a field goal. And uh, you want to talk about names to remember, Ram? Uh Jahan Dotson, 11 catches, yeah. 242 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, definitely had the best wide receiver performance of the weekend, uh, and and you know the the sky is the limit for that guy. What do you think uh, about his you know monster performance against uh, Maryland? Honestly, yeah, honestly, I never
0: watched him against Maryland this week, but watching him against Ohio State last week, he was just I mean, a possession guy catches the ball, <laughs> finds his, finds ways to get open. I can definitely see him play Sunday uh, mm-hmm. in the future. So I mean. Just a lot of good uh, talent coming. I mean, it's it's very uh, non quarterback heavy football right now. You got uh, Kenneth, uh, is it Kenneth Walker Michigan? Yeah, State. Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and uh, now uh, Jahan Dotson. I don't know if he's in the Heisman run, but it's fun to watch these skilled players kind of taking over college football. But uh, yeah, big win for uh, Penn State uh, on the road. And honestly, Parker, I, I had a cup this weekend. Uh, just talk about, or just I'll just go through them here. Uh, we had two fields, uh, two uh, games where the the crowd stormed the field at the end of the game. Uh, TCU against Oregon, TCU with a big win, uh, and I just wrote down "Wow," which is what what a game uh, by TCU, uh, or not against Oregon but against uh, Baylor, I believe. Uh, they Baylor, Baylor. yep. Yeah, I have yeah.
1: here. I have. Um, Let's see. Yeah, TCU takes down uh, number twelve Baylor. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the more uh, massive upset, which was a theme of the weekend,
0: right? Uh,
1: in Big college team. football,
0: for sure. And then Purdue had that. Uh... That upset yep. said when they, they stormed the field. and
1: Yeah, I have them all written down if you want me to, to, to tell you. I have number nine, Wake Forest, loses a mm-hmm. high-scoring game to North Carolina. Yep. Uh, like you said, I have the Purdue and the TCU games, uh, the Arkansas game as well. Uh, Tennessee, uh, they take down number 18, Kentucky. Uh, Boise State takes down number three, uh, 23, Fresno State. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those are, are a lot of – you know massive upsets in college football especially if you're looking at you know the Purdue MSU and the Wake Forest who are both two top 10 uh you know teams yeah and also we forgot the
0: uh one game that we talked about before the show
1: Minnesota yeah uh, oh yeah
0: Minnesota still Illinois. To this yeah. game losing at home to Illinois you just can't have that happen if you're Minnesota I mean they've had two brutal losses at home where I mean I Six, point, six points at home and all scored in the fourth quarter. Those six points, like, come on, <laughs> come on. If you're ranked, you have to show why you're ranked, and this is gonna kill them <laughs> for the rest of the season. Right. They're, they're not making right. it back in there, so no. Um,
1: any, any other news, Parker, before we move on? Uh, you know, that is uh, that is all I got uh, okay. for you. Actually, hold on one second. There is actually one player that I want to talk about. Sure. Uh, we always you know, find a way to. Squeak Miami into these, oh, yeah. uh, uh, shows, and you know me and Tony are pretty decently, you know, hard uh, Miami fans, and they uh, won against Georgia Tech this weekend by a score of thirty-three to thirty to improve to five and four. And let me tell you, uh, this guy by the name of Tyler Van Dyke, who took over for uh, Derek King, had three hundred and eighty-nine passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the running back, Knighton. 32 rushes, 162 yards, and Charleston Rambo, the Oklahoma transfer, 210 yards and a touchdown. So, wow. just a very big game for the Miami offense. And, Haram, uh, do you want to speak about um, Oklahoma at all? Did they, did they play this weekend?
0: I, I think they were on a bye, Honestly, uh, I'm not too sure. I'm looking. Well, here. speak
1: Ohio State in there for sure. Then uh, for you, Tony. Uh, Twenty six to seventeen, uh they barely not barely, but you know, in terms of Ohio State standards, barely staved off uh Nebraska on the road. So uh, yeah. a tough game there. Yeah, I, I don't see them on the schedule. Yeah, that looks like they're on their bye week. Uh Michigan
0: won. Yeah, uh, and a close close game alert uh Cincinnati barely beaten Tulsa at home, uh eight points yeah. and came yep. to the last second. So Yep. Uh you know, I think the standings will still stay stay the same, but uh, uh, we'll be back with those uh, those ratings uh, on the next episode. But anything else, Parker? Uh no
1: that'll uh, that'll definitely uh, c- conclude my my college football thoughts. Okay. Well, that's going
0: to take us to Week Nine of the NFL. A lot went down. A lot's going down as we speak. A lot of news, but uh, well, we'll recap what happened last weekend and. Um, will we'll start with that, that Thursday night game, Parker, uh, you know, just the Colts were there to play and really the jets after losing Mike white, they never really stood a chance with uh, Josh Johnson. But even if uh, Mike white was in there the Colts were just on fire, Jonathan right. Taylor, uh, 19 carries 172 in and in two touchdowns. Uh, and I believe, uh, Carson Wentz through a couple of uh, touchdowns and Michael Pittman continued his, um, big season, but uh, yeah, just big win for the Colts.
1: Definitely, uh, you know uh, Jonathan Taylor. I you know I've been his biggest fan since day one. Uh, he was on my fantasy team last year, and just just a very great talent um, in the running back uh, position. Uh, a buck seventy-two on the ground, averaging nine point one a carry, uh, a long of seventy-eight on a massive run. So, just a, a another breakout game for him. Who you know, if he's not being considered as you know one of the top, you know. Eight nine running backs in the league. I mean, we've we've got to put him up there. So top five for sure. Top five, honestly. He's a he's just a he's just a beast, and a, a good win for the Colts, who are you know starting to get some uh, momentum, creeping back to you know five hundred almost. So good win for them. Yeah, good win for them on uh, Thursday night football, and
0: mm-hmm. uh, that's going to start us uh, uh, the Sunday night or sorry Sunday uh, slate here. We'll start with uh, the Browns. Big, awesome win for the Browns on the road against Cincinnati. Uh, the Browns just dominated on the ground. Uh, Nick Chubb, 14 carries, uh, buck 37, and two touchdowns. So kind of like uh, what Jonathan Taylor did, but this was done on the road. And just a big win for the Browns.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, not something that I expected, <laughs> for sure. I mean, the Bengals' offense has been you know, pretty much firing on all cylinders you know, this far this season with, you know, huge Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connections, which, you know, we did not really see uh, um, in that game uh, for sure. But um, just a very, you know, bounce back game for Cleveland who, you know, had all that drama with, um, you know, Adele Beckham earlier in the week. And just to shed that past them and have a very good game, you know, against a division rival on the road. You know always something to celebrate. so the Bengals who were once number one in the NFL a few weeks ago, dropped to fourth in the AFC North. So from top to bottom, uh, the Bengals go. All
0: right, And after that uh, Ravens game, we, we saw them as division leaders, and now they're uh, division dwellers in the basement. Yep. So uh, that's how the NFL is. Um, just big win for the Browns. And uh, we'll move on to another kind of a big offset, shocking. To see this another happen. one, yeah, yeah, Denver going into Dallas and kind of laying a whooping. The the sixteen points from Dallas came towards the end of the game, and the the starters were barely in. But the Broncos dominated this game. Parker the offense, defense, just the, the 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 Cowboys weren't able to get anything going. A big day for Teddy, um, and a, a good good game for Javante uh, Williams, the rookie. He's had no, a good no, year. I, sh- and... I should have started him in fantasy. That I should have done. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, starting to become a must-start um, every week. I think. Just it's funny. It's he it's still crazy. got
1: out carried by. By Melvin Gordon, but
0: I mean they have running heavy
1: over there in Denver. Yeah. My goodness,
0: they they switch off every single drive. It's Javante one drive. Is that so? They they have stuck to that script for the whole year. It's one that, drive him, one drive. I've never seen
1: anything like it. But you know that sounds like Big done. Fangio to me. <laughs> that is very Big Fangio. That
0: is Big Fangio, um, um, Fangio dude. It's working because both of them are getting a lot of yards, and Melvin Gordon's getting into the end zone. So whatever they're doing, it's working. Um, yeah, Parker, any thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, just a really another just really weird game. Uh, you know one of the more weird games uh, this week, and You look up at the score, you know, when you're watching. I think I was watching the Vikings game at that point, and you look up and you see, you, you know, on the bottom you see thirty, and you're going, "What, Dallas? Like, how do you, you know, how did you go from, you know, having a great team to you know losing at home to a, a very, you know, what we call mediocre team." Mm -hmm. and uh just a a good win for the uh, denver broncos who uh moved to five and four with another winning record and somehow are you know dead last in the afc west so uh just another one of those weird things two really good divisions over there in the afc the west and the north where winning records doesn't really get you a whole lot you gotta be you know you gotta almost play perfect throughout the whole season and We'll see who's uh, the last one standing, but another weird game in Dallas. Yeah, very weird indeed. Um,
0: I'm sure Dallas wants to shake that one off and get back into their uh, own winning ways because that was not a good performance. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to uh, talk about a bad performance. We kind of saw that on both sides of the ball, Parker. The, both of these teams combined for nine turnovers, Texans and the Dolphins. Just, just an ugly, ugly game of two below-average teams. Uh, honestly, the stats just tell it all. Gaskin, twenty carries, thirty-four yards, and a touchdown. And uh, Tyrod Taylor, he was a turnover machine, uh, and just two below-average teams. Parker, nothing else to really say.
1: Yeah, this game,
0: uh, one
1: of the stinker fests. Uh, who can you know be the worst? Even getting Danny Amendola a throw uh, <laughs> in there, but three picks for Tyrod Taylor, who uh, coming off the 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 injured list just stinks it up uh and you know J- jacoby Verset i i really hope that he plays like that you know tonight it would be great so um just an, a stink fest in that one uh let's just you know let's just wipe that one away and get on to the next one i agree <laughs>
0: that was a crap show but uh, yeah we'll
1: move on to an impressive road win
0: uh, atlanta falcons arthur smith has got those boys playing well um, we, we we kind of see Atlanta as an average eight to eighteen or this year either nine nine and eight or eight and nine kind of team. But uh, big win on the road, uh, Saints. You know, without their quarterback, they they're not looking so hot. I know Simeon threw a couple touchdowns, but they just don't have that drive in the early part of the game. And right. um, and the Falcons just played well all all game long, scoring points in every quarter. And uh, Matt Ryan led a a game winning. Uh, field goal drive down the field.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, very, you know, I I really like to see Kurt uh, Patterson uh, do good things and make him, you know, kind of think about the teams that have let him go. And he's still a playmaker mm-hmm. in this league. So a 64-yard gain uh, to set up a young Hoku with a driller right through. And, you know, the Saints coming off playing you know, one of their better games of the whole entire season last week against the division rival, uh, uh, just could not really get things going, and now you, uh, we see some some injury news from uh, Kamara, which does not help things, um, right. you know, in the slightest. So, um, just another weird game. The Falcons upset the Saints, you know, on the road. So,
0: yeah. And uh, by the way, my my picks this week have been at- atrocious, 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 for
1: me. awful. <laughs> I'm just um, counting them up right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, I got eight right and one, two, three, four, five, six wrong. Oh. I, I went six and eight. <laughs> oh my goodness. I went gracious. negative this week.
0: I had so many
1: teams. Oh, <laughs> and, I think uh, you're the first negative. Uh, or Maybe Tony was last week, but.
0: I think that's sorry crazy. Tony,
1: if you're listening to this,
0: I think you were negative, buddy. You can correct me if I'm wrong on the next episode and <laughs> make me feel foolish. But uh, I think you were negative last week, and I'm negative this week. So uh, I'm and, still sticking positive somehow, man. That's 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 good for you because I crapped the crapped my pants this week. And we'll we'll go to another game where I got wrong uh, Vegas uh, on the road yep. to play the Giants and the Giants on twenty three sixteen. Their defense got a pick-six. Daniel Jones with Daniel Jones. I don't really know. This game is just weird. I thought the Raiders could have won this one, but they
1: didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, we see Derek Carr, you know, two picks. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, he had a decent game, but didn't really, you know, get going too much. Uh, only 13 uh, carries. And, you know, Darren Waller did have a pretty decent game, but just You know, couldn't get the job done against Daniel Jones, who uh, he had probably, you know, one of the most mediocre games of the season, you know, 110 yards passing. Uh, Pretty, uh, very average, but, you know, they just relied on their running game. Booker, 99 yards um, in the game, and Evan Ingram had the lone touchdown. So just a really weird game out in uh, New York. Yeah, very weird,
0: but uh, yeah, that's I got that one wrong. Uh, we're we're gonna move on. Uh, I am no longer the Carolina Panthers whisperer as uh, Sam Darnold just probably found his way out of a starting role. Three interceptions and just miserable, terrible loss against the Patriots. Um, that this is how a good defense. If, if you're built on defense. Like the Patriots are, this is how you're supposed to perform. Shut them out for the whole game instead of letting them come And
1: back. And this is how you're supposed to have your rookie quarterback come into the league.
0: Right, just all-around effort for the Patriots. They got the recipe down. I'm not shocked. They have a chance to make the playoffs, and they have a great defense. And Sam Darnold looked miserable. He looked terrible. Um, just a bad, bad performance from Sam Darnold and the Panthers
1: yeah I mean you know like you said uh some some news you know coming out this week that you know we'll get more more into in the next show but donald is he he had a good start to the season, but gone he all the just, way down. he has fallen right off, and um you know I don't know how do we treat Adam Gase now? I mean, is he a good coach? or? <laughs> I don't he think he's a good coach
0: because he, uh, he had a lot of chances. But, uh, I mean, Darnold, I mean, he wasn't helping his case. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just a bad around after Just
1: a weird, another weird game. Uh, but the the Panthers just, you know, stunk it up. So, three picks, can't win games like that, especially against New England. So, New England takes care of business on the road yeah and
0: just oh my gosh another weird game like i i don't understand this one i just don't i don't get it buffalo on the road in jacksonville and they got jacksonville super bowl performance for some reason jacksonville decided they wanted to compete for a super bowl in this game and they they end up shutting (laughs) shutting the bills down no touchdowns allowed against jackson or against buffalo that's crazy Winning 9-6, to six, Urban Meyer coaching for his – I don't know what he's coaching for at this point, but yeah, –
1: Parker, can you explain this one? Well, it looks to me like Buffalo does not trust their rushing attack whatsoever at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at their two – combined had nine carries totaling 22 yards – can't win games like that. I don't think in this league only running the ball nine times and, you know, Josh Allen had five rushes for 50 yards, which is, you know, solid from the quarterback position, but you need, you need more from your running backs and especially in a close game like that, you know, just hunker down, run the ball, try to get, you know, something started on the ground before you just, you know, throw the ball 47 times and you know, don't even give your, your, your rushing attack a chance. So, um, a very weird game, uh, for sure. And Trevor Lawrence gets his you know second career NFL win against the Buffalo Bills of all teams. So, uh, <laughs>
0: re-
1: re- really weird game out in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, and
0: uh, Buffalo they weren't helping themselves. I was watching it here and there, and they they kept getting penalties and long yardage, and they're forcing Josh Allen to make these heroic throws, and it just didn't happen. So, uh, I'm sure they'll get back to the. Basics of football, running the ball, and setting up play action for Josh Allen, and making a little bit uh, simple for him. But uh, we'll see. Right. Um, And boy, oh boy, do we have uh, some uh, stuff to talk about this
1: next game. Uh, The Vikings
0: uh, going down on the road uh, in Baltimore. Yeah. Why
1: don't we just have little little rant time from Rob here?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I just don't have any more feelings for (laughs) this year. The the feelings have worn off, and what we're already in Week Nine. this team and
1: the, is and the uh, Wild and the Wolves are good, so you don't even gotta watch the.
0: I disagree. The Wolves stink. They they had a player put up forty eight points and they still lost. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> that's Minnesota sports <laughs> right now is just the epitome of misery. It's and every team you turn on I mean, the Wild right now they're they're all right, but when it comes to playoff time, they're not so all right. But um, this game, the Vikings. You know, they start off awesome, you know, 17 to three at what halftime. And you can, you can sense it. You can just sense it as a Vikings fan that it's not going to end like this. It's not going to be a 24 <laughs> to six Patriots win. Like, like we saw in um, Carolina, it's, it's going to be a whole lot more stressful the, the the Ravens came back. They just couldn't, we couldn't stop the run. Um, our offense went completely silent. Clinton Kubiak is not an experienced offensive coordinator. He starts the game off you know first drive great job next 13 drives just miserable can barely get a first down uh when we need it the ball the ball isn't going to our playmakers it's just we 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 try so hard uh to get the ball down the field and it just looks miserable um there's no scheme right now in the second half of our games it's only just scripted plays in the first 15 for first 15 plays of the game and uh, the defense, you know, they worn, they wore down. Uh, Zimmer is not coaching anything. I just don't see anything coached on his defense. Sure, his blitzes, blitz packages, whatever. Um, but overall, giving up 500 yards, I mean, what are you going to say? Right. He's, I mean, a defensive coach does not give up 500 yards, no matter who you are. Um, so I'm on the, the board of having Zim fired. Kubiak needs to go. It's a shame because these players are ready to win and they're getting held back by their I coaching.
1: I agree. I completely agree with you. Yeah,
0: and um, it, it's just, I mean, you could tell once the Vikings created a turnover in overtime and you go down and have a three and out like that. Yeah, good I teams mean, don't do that. Good right. teams just simply don't do that. You You, you got to help your team, you help your defense, show that you care a little bit, take a shot down the field. Instead, they, they go to the flats to Dalvin Cook and – a couple other plays, and it's just over. They punt the ball like that's that's inexcusable. It's not NFL ready. It's just it's elementary. It's not it's not fun to watch as a Vikings fan. No, just, I, it takes you know, your I don't soul. blame
1: you, dude. I re- I really don't don't blame you. I can give you some of my thoughts um Please. about it if you'd like. <laughs> Please, yeah. I actually watched this game with my grandma at her ninetieth uh, birthday party at Pizza Ranch of all places. Uh, I feel for know. her. Shout out Kirk Cousins. But, um, yeah, 90 years of, 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 uh, watching the Vikings or probably more like 60 years of watching the Vikings. And I don't know if she's she, watching this, but uh, very happy birthday to you. I will uh, pass it on. Cause I don't, I don't think she will, but, um, she, uh, she, uh, she always tells me that, uh, she, she hasn't seen anything, uh, yet from this team. And, um, I could, you could probably agree with her on that and, um, I mean, well here here's the thing. You see glimpses, but then it's like if it would be run like that all the time, you would win probably 12 games a season, you know. One every step forward and year.
0: two steps back right now. Yep,
1: exactly. That's how exactly how it is. And just like you said the the players are ready to win now. Justin Jefferson, once again, three catches. Yeah, he had a big catch, right? But did they go back to him for the rest of the game on that? Nope. No, not one time, dude. Not one time did they go back to him. And you know, looking at the at the stats here, it's crazy how you pay a guy, you know, so much money in in um, Adam Thielen, and he has six re- six receiving yards, six <laughs> six receiving yards, six. And you look at CJ Ham, who has twenty seven. How I mean, he had one catch, it was that big long catch, and then I mean, you have all these playmakers who are barely getting the ball, and it, it, it must just be frustrating to be on the team, you know. Misguided. we've seen a guy in Stefan Diggs who who got wanted his way out of Minnesota because of the fact that they barely, you know, used his talents and under Udavide, underutilized him and then it, it became so apparent and and you know Justin Jefferson is is the same thing is going to happen i mean three receptions all game in a game where you score 31 points it just seems very crazy to me and very um uh conservative i mean he's good as god zimmer is just good as god he calls you know his, his team is so conservative. It is wild. It is so wild, and you know he kind of evades questions in his thing. And it's it's you know it's sad. But up you know once again up twenty four to ten and up thirteen. You know first up uh, seventeen to three, then up twenty four to ten, and you know both times blowing the game. or mm-hmm. you know blowing the leads in the final minute. You just knew that they were gonna score. You know, I mean, you just knew right. it. He you felt just knew going. it. You just knew it, and it's just, it's, it's just like, like you said, the Vikings defense—they make a huge play when they need to, and the offense doesn't, you know, reward them at all. And it's, it's, it's just—you got to play all three, you know, aspects of the game. You can't just play one. Right. And I don't know if you've ever seen this
0: meme before, but it was the the meme of somebody drawing a horse beautifully, drawn, <laughs> and ending it off, and as a then stick yeah, figure. yeah. That, yeah. that's just how I feel with this team. There's they they start the game good and then they have no ability to adjust or anything. They just they just go go through the motions and it's just no no structure as a team. And sure they can make it down the field at the end of the game, but just they just blow it uh, anyway. So, uh, not a good situation for the Vikings. It gets tougher um, on the road. And you know, way.
1: at this point, they're what three and five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're pretty much – I mean, you could probably just consider them out of the running for even a wild card at this point. You know? I, I hope so. I hope so. I don't, I don't want this team to make the playoffs. Like right. They do. I mean, you want changes. I mean, I'm in the same boat, dude. I hope Justin Fields, like – I mean, we'll get into that, but I, I hope that he balls out. But at the same time, I hope that, you know, we lose these games because – any chance of bringing that guy back is, is going to mean that we're just setting ourselves back. And I think it's the same thing with the Vikings where we've seen enough from, from this guy. We've seen it. Eight years. Okay, right. we've seen it. He has not gotten the job done when he needs to. Let's move on to someone else who can give us a chance to compete at the next level, to, to compete in championship games, to be... Have all these star players and utilize them like the Rams do, or utilize them like you know Dallas, you know, does, and the these Patriots, other things man. where I, you can I see these players. The yeah, I mean, they just—it's just—it's just crazy how they can just use the the talent that they have. If the Patriots had the roster that the Vikings do right now with their coaching staff around, they would much better. They'd be roster. in the Super Bowl, probably,
0: and definitely very close well. to it. I mean, it's it's like you said, Zim has had his chance. I mean, they're gonna let him ride it out in the season, though the whole season, and he's he's gonna get canned at the end, and so is the offensive coordinator. It's just a sad situation, just sad, just because it was the Vikings were so ready to win, in this this cloud of a season, and just I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> moving on, we can move on. Yeah,
0: definitely. moving on. From <laughs> sad times. I uh, will go to uh, Philadelphia, uh, where uh, they weren't able to defend off the the visiting chargers and hey they had a chance but uh they had a chance to get the ball back the eagles did but their defense could not get off the field and the chargers ended up with a game-winning field goal uh parker you know i think the chargers have a new team this year i think they'll squeak into the playoffs um and they have the they're currently first
1: in the afc west
0: that i did not know that but uh that doesn't surprise me with the chiefs but uh uh yeah, big big win on the road. Um and just Justin Herbert, they ha- they have the recipe really. They have the recipe to get into the playoffs. Um they just got to start uh, winning more games. And I guess we'll see. But a big win for them on the road here.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know we've seen a very, you know probably you know the breakout game for one Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, five receptions, 116 yards, and a you know big time touchdown, big time highlight real play and. You know, Jalen Hurts. You know, it looks like he struggled yet again, uh, only amounting 162 passing yards. And you know, Justin Herbert had a few off weeks, but it looks like he's back in a a gun gun slinging performance of only having six incompletions on 356 passing yards, and also ran one in as well. And when you play like this every week, you could you know you you can win every game. So they just got to keep you know playing like that and. That that AFC West is a a dangerous place because right. one slip up and you know the Chiefs are tied for, for mm-hmm. first place. So All right, um, I, I gotta go back. I gotta go back on one thing. <clears throat> I don't think Justin.
0: I don't think. Uh, sorry, Jalen Hurts. I don't think he had a bad game. The way that they have him playing in
1: their system, it's very run heavy, and I think he. You, you know, did I, did solid job. I did notice that. I did notice that. It, I did notice that. They don't really ask him to have like huge passing yards.
0: Yeah, and that drive he had where he passed it to uh, Smith in the, in the, for the for the touchdown. I mean, it was impressive. I th- I really wish he would have had a chance to tie the game at the end, but he never got the ball back. But uh, a lot of people are saying that it's Jalen Hurts. I don't think – they don't think that he's going to be on the team uh, next year or starting for them yeah, next year, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I
1: thought. You know, that's what I heard too. Um, yeah. It's kind of a weird situation.
0: Very weird. I don't know who they're going to end up with, uh, but – you know Jalen Hurts he's kind of proven to at least be serviceable so that's all they really need right now i, I don't think they're a playoff team, I think but, uh, if
1: you could you know get him on a team where he, they they use him like use his talents and like use his his strength i think that that you could have a, a a pretty decent offense i think yeah he he has moments where he's dialed in and
0: it's tough to stop but there's also some moments where you know he he gets forced to throw and from uh, coming behind and it's just not there. He doesn't have the arm talent, but uh, he definitely has the, the the running talent. And I don't know. He can run an offense at a decent pace, but uh, not not a good uh, uh, showing for them at the end. Though uh, they they lose to the Chargers, but uh, uh, we'll move on to kind of uh, ugly ugly win from from the Chiefs. You would expect a bigger type of result with Rodgers being out and kind of the, the Chiefs' sparky. They don't look. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, molded uh, much as a team, but they they escaped with a victory and made the plays when they needed to.
1: Yeah, this game um, was a- another shocker uh, this week. With you know the the low scoring of these high powered offenses, and the Chiefs are look pretty weird um, honestly this season. Is I seen something on on YouTube uh, the other day where you know. I think it was Andy Reid's son got in, like, that DUI or DWI, you know, accident Mm -hmm. or whatever, and they just have not really been the same since. I mean, remember that happened, I think, just before the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. if I believe correctly, and look how they played in the Super Bowl. I mean, they did not look, you know, there at all. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of translated over to the season where, I mean – I think we are seeing the the talent of Patrick Mahomes that is you know really keeping this team alive when it comes to some of these plays like the game clinching throw that he had to Tyree Kill uh, on Sunday, but mm-hmm. it's just during the game, bad you know just not having a really a rhythm on your team and before that I think we've seen that and Andy Reid even in his pre, in his you know press conferences I. I get very troubled by his his demeanor and the way that he answers questions. It's it's kind of I wonder if if he's dealing with you know something more you know off the field and it's just it's kind of sad. But
0: I guess we'll yeah. see how that shakes up. We we don't see that same type of offense being run as in previous years and. I don't know. It's I, I thought Eric Bieniemy would be the guy that would step up because he is in the head coaching uh, candidacy for uh, the future. But um, maybe this says a lot about Bieniemy and his role and how maybe he I doesn't mean, have enough. Uh, he didn't get influence. hired.
1: He didn't get hired in the offseason like everyone thought that he was going to be. So
0: Right. He, he stayed. And I think uh, th- this year is going to be the year I think where he's he might... try to prove himself.
1: Do you think so? Or do you think that he knows that he. His, he's best suited in, in this
0: City. role. Yeah. A uh, coach that's that. confident will come out and kind of go for that head coaching role. And I don't think the enemy is really coming out. He's kind of just staying the course. Uh, maybe yeah. just because they, they have the Chiefs and the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl for the last two to three years. So I don't know. But why would you want to, you know? Yeah, move, mess move away up. from that. Yeah, yeah. right. But uh, well, well, we'll see. There's some. And I, I do have to say, uh, Tony made made a point of a coach that I, I thought it was crazy when he said that he was on the hot seat but thinking about it more I think he, he uh, might I don't be right
1: I, about Kyle Shanahan. Dude. He,
0: Tony, I don't know if you're listening listening buddy, but you made a call saying that
1: Kyle Shanahan was on the hot be seat, on the hot seat, seat and me that, and Rob both thought that you were that you were out, out of, of your, your mind, mind because that. me and Rob I think we look at him like one of the top tier coaches in the league don't 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 you? Yeah,
0: and I'm seeing him on the hot seat right now. I'm just like, Tony, you perfectly called that. But uh, I mean, what a weird game that was. Right, right. Yeah, and that's actually the next game we're talking about. Uh, Arizona laying a whooping with Colt McCoy. That's all you got to know. That's all you got to you know.
1: Gotta know. Yeah, yeah. They, the Niners just, weren't ready. Just another weird game. and Kyler Murray, you know, being sidelined, we thought was going to – you know, cause a disruptive, a, a disruptance in this team. But I think we're seeing, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, really proving his, his, you know, Coach of the worth. Year. I mean, he is, he's really having a tremendous season and I mean, Colt McCoy, let's be honest, bad situation coming out of college, getting drafted to the bronze and kind of going into the fire. And you look at, you know him on a decent offense in you know Arizona and you know he looks like he could like he still got it i mean he right. had a great game he had it's a great game it's all scheme game. it's it's scheme it's scheme that's all you know that's that's what it Imagine. is Rob. it's it's scheme if you can have a player and you can build around that player or build around that type of offense like we see in Arizona where Kyler Murray's magic like really makes that offense come out. But scheme wise, if you have a smart quarterback and a quarterback that knows what the coach wants to do, you can do anything that you want to. And the Arizona Cardinals can pretty much do anything that they want to, even with Colt McCoy, because he's a smart quarterback. He's a good veteran quarterback that knows how to make the, And, you know, James Conner, Moving on to another guy who currently leads the NFL in touchdowns with 11, is absolutely balling out. He had a huge screenplay, uh, you know, touchdown in that game. And, you know, Aram, this this Cardinals team is looking better and better, and this 49ers team is looking worse and worse. Yeah, this begs the question, when
0: is it time for Trey Lance? I know it's not maybe on Garoppolo, but something's got to change. they got to have a spark. Jimmy Garoppolo is not providing a spark for them. Uh, maybe it's time for Trey Lance in the next coming weeks, but we'll we'll see. But, uh, yeah, back on your point, I mean, makes me miss uh, Pat Shermer. Makes me miss Kevin Stefanski. Makes me miss um, <laughs> Kubiak, Clint Kubiak's father. But uh, it's, it makes me miss the good Gary? and Gary? The- yeah, Gary Kubiak. It uh, makes me miss the mature schemes and the the schemes from the the, the coordinators that know uh, that uh, knows what they're doing. But
1: uh, yeah, it's uh, that's just you know, it, well, uh, you know, we can we can you know kind of talk about that just for one second because it's it's weird that 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 you see a, you know a coach in Mike Zimmer who's got to know that his you know he's kind of fighting for his job. I mean, what right. what was the Vikings record last season? Uh, I don't even know at this Eight, point. Eight, seven, or something. Eight, seven. Yeah, to one. it was very you guys to below average. Whatever it was, seven
0: you guys didn't nine, make the playoffs,
1: right? They have. When's the last time that the Vikings made the playoffs?
0: Uh, a couple years ago.
1: A few years ago, but it's one and done every time. All or right. they probably beat the Saints, but then they they lose the next game, and. Yeah, I think they lost to the 49ers, if I want to right. say correctly. That was um, the year the Niners made the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, okay, okay. So, you know, that's the last time, you know, that they made the playoffs. And it seems like just a short time ago, but, you know, three seasons, that's a a—that's a lot of time. That's a lot of, you know, player turnover. Uh, you know, I think that they might have a better team now than they, you know, did last year for sure. And, you know, they've they've just dropped and. You question whether he wanted to, you know, promote Clinton instead of going out and getting more maybe a veteran, you know, offensive coordinator.
0: All right. He he made a mistake and he, Yeah, he,
1: he put too much trust in a guy that's too young for this, I think. And, and do you think that it was smart for him to go after like family like that? Because like it's never gonna end well when you hire family like he, that because... It's not its not so much family. I think
0: it's just the easiness of what it was because Clint was already in the system and he just didn't want to do the work. He didn't want to put in the work to find out who can help this offense. He went with the easy choice and he went I with see. the guy that's been in the system and that studies under his father. So it I was see, it I was see. a quick decision and it just wasn't a good one because it's not turning out the way it's supposed to. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, all right. Back to the uh, cards and 49ers. But a shocking game in San Francisco where, you know, we thought the 49ers would come to play a little bit more than that. And we've seen a very kind of major drop off from the 49ers over the past, you know, few games and even you know, this season in general. So, Aram, uh, I don't know. Do you think that this team is in jeopardy of having to, you know, bust this thing open? I think John Lynch is a good GM, but I don't know. Kyle Shanahan just can't do it i guess
0: yeah not not pushing the right buttons i guess but they they are dealing with a ton of injuries i'll give them that but i mean i don't know at this point uh, just i guess it's the, the cardinals nfl is just the next mat up
1: everyone's dealing with injuries you know
0: yeah i guess we can't use that excuse much but uh yeah um enough of that one um good win by the cardinals on the road uh we'll move on to uh an upset this is an upset uh the uh, Tennessee Titans going on the road in uh, LA to face the Rams on Sunday Night Football, and their defense was all over the the Rams. Stafford throwing picks like he wasn't, he hasn't been doing this year, and uh, that offense didn't look as good. Um, and just a big win for the Titans, Parker.
1: Uh, and this is just the theme of the week: just weird, weird, upset, you know, games, and right. Adrian Peterson breaking back on the scene had a rushing touchdown, you know, good for him. Um, Really like to see stuff like that. Only average 2.1, only 21 yards on the ground, but Mm -hmm. they didn't really need that because we've seen Matthew Stafford for the first time as an L.A. Ram kind of struggle struggle a lot and he got very frustrated. His face was beat red. You know, he threw back to back interceptions and you don't see that a lot from him and They just, you know, couldn't really get things going. And, you know, Cooper Cup had a pretty good game, but not game-crushing like he's, you know, used to having. But Mm -hmm. we'll see how this team can uh, progress. But, you know, uh, another huge upset on Sunday Night Football. So uh, very unlike uh, the Rams to do that. And, you know, Tennessee proves they have a hungry defense. um, Jeffrey Simmons, I believe, was breaking up every play. Unbelievable. uh, Yesterday or a few days ago. So crazy. Crazy game from him. Yeah, big uh defensive performance. They they played like they cared.
0: Uh they really wanted that win and they deserved it. So a big win on the road. Good to see Adrian Peterson in the end zone. Um but uh, yeah, Parker, will we'll move on to Monday
1: night. Uh quite quite the game, honestly. I'll let you take it over. Um, yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay. All right. I will uh I will break this game down for you. And it is very, very uh sad you know we'll, we'll just address this first Aram, I want to hear your thoughts uh before I say mine uh, about the refing situation in the NFL. Oh, for, for forget that monday game just as a whole well without the monday game it was bad
0: um i mean i kind of i kind of do want to talk about the uh, refing in the monday game cuz it took it over the top
1: okay bad
0: yeah. how um, how
1: bad how bad is the current state of affairs of of, of roughing after that Monday night game?
0: Embarrassing, uh, inexperienced, sad. I, I mean, it's so sad. It's, it's humorous. Not if I was a Bears fan because of what happened, but it's just humorous to see, how the refs want to decide these types of flags i mean backing up and bumping into somebody and then calling the flag on the guy that they bumped into like <laughs> that that has to be the most idiotic thing I've ever seen i mean that yeah i mean old that's ref just, makes me
1: that's it, angry it, 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 exactly that's the perfect it, it makes you just clinch your jaw because it it's not fair it's it's not a fair playing field and you know how how can you expect anything if, if that's what you're seeing, you know? I mean, it's it's just it just sucks to, to see stuff like that around, and you know, like you said, Guy clearly, you know, has a problem with, with that player. Uh, mm-hmm. He, you know, and I don't know if you knew this around, but you know, Cassius Marsh used to be on the Steelers uh, in, the, in the preseason, and he got cut by them, so he was just staring at their bench. Is that <laughs> taunting? I mean, I don't know, but I think it was more of just, you know, saying, "Hey, like remember me? I was mm-hmm. the guy that you cut." I don't think it was taunting necessarily. I mean, he's been doing that kick forever and I don't really have a problem with with what I've seen. You know, honestly, it's a football game and it's it you you play with a lot of emotion and for them not to be you know, expressing their emotion on a huge play in the game is is kind of sad. What What do you think about when the referee backed up into Marsh? I thought that was a gutless act uh, by that that ref. Um, Agreed. If you, <laughs> if I want to quote, uh, you know, John Turturilla, and if I was Cassius Marsh, I would have confronted him, uh, you know, face to face after the game. And just asked, you know, why'd you back up into me? I mean, you could have tripped me, and I could have gotten hurt. I mean, that's that's a pretty um, very you know unprofessional thing from that ref. Who, you know, if Cassius Marsh did that to the ref, he he would never be in the NFL again. I mean, mm-hmm. he he would be out, he would be suspended, fined, everything under the sun. But the ref, he gets to walk off the field at the end of the night and have nothing happen. So something needs to to change in the NFL with these refs, because, you know, I have them all written down and it, it's, it's very sad there. There was so many penalties that they called for the Steelers or in favor for the Steelers that it just blows my mind. And it it is crazy how Justin Fields still somehow prevailed through that and played one of the best games of his life. So, um, I would just like to start with all these penalties that, you know, took points off the board, Uh um, Took, you know, our points off the board for us. They've they got more points added, and it's just crazy. So, the first one in the third quarter was on the touchdown. Justin Fields threw to Jimmy Graham, I believe, in the back of the end zone, which was a touchdown taken back by a low block on James Daniels on T.J. Watt. Um, which if you go back and look around and in the rule. It states that if you make contact, it's a penalty outside of the tackle box, which the play that was did not take place outside of the tackle box. Therefore, it's not a penalty. And they take, you know, a, a touchdown off the board, which is – it's it just sucks to see stuff like that happen. And then, you know, it would be fine if, if that's the only thing that, you know, happened in the game, but Justin Fields – you know I can't tell you how many times that he threw the ball and got absolutely smashed by by a defensive end and no penalty was called. You know three, four, five steps after, boom, runs into him. And it's just, it's just sad to see the refs not protecting. You know some of the young stars. You know in the league, and there was a face mask as well. The Jalen Johnson defensive pass interference that they ruled was, uh, pretty bad, and it it's. It's just very, very sad, you know, that the, the taunting needs to be addressed at some point because it is so embarrassing uh, for for them right now. But to the actual game, I mean, uh, do you have any more thoughts on, on the penalties? Not really. You kind of covered it, but uh, it was just
0: embarrassing to see the ref kind of try to bait him into something like that. That's That needs to be out of the game. That's so unc- uncalled for.
1: Right, and inexpa-
0: inexpa- inex- inexplicable.
1: inexplicable, inexplicable, exactly, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll go to the game now, and, um, you know, the Bears lose 29-27 to 27 on a last second 65-yard field goal that was about eight yards short of the end zone after the announcer said it hit the uh, goal post, it did not, it did not hit the crossbar, it, uh-huh. uh, it was eight yards short. So they oh. it, it did not hit the crossbar, um, <laughs> just to clear that up for anyone who thought that it might have, but it did not. If you look after it hit the B in Pittsburgh on the on the paint, in the end zone, that's why it looked close. But he did not make it. So they lose twenty seven or twenty nine to twenty seven. Uh, fault of three and six, and the Steelers improved to five and three, um, which he, Justin Fields had the best game of his NFL career on uh, Monday night through all of the BS that was the refs and um you know this game you know Moody also had a breakout game uh, one rushing touchdown one receiving touchdown the you know game leading receiving touchdown at the end of the game um uh, this this game uh, i mean we have a, a lot of stuff here but Negi and Sean Desai are pretty much as good as gone, if you ask me. Uh, That defense looked awful. I know that they're missing some players, but it's the next man up mentality in the in the NFL. And you know, uh, Kildor, Kildon, Vildor. I don't know if you know who that is, Rob. He's our cornerback, our second Mm -hmm. string cornerback, number twenty two. Yep. Guess what ranking that he is in PFF? What? Dead last. Yikes. Dead last. And we have no depth at the cornerback position. It is just, it's just, it's just very embarrassing. And it's, it's sad to see, uh, you know, this team have some pretty decent talent that just is not being utilized the right way. But Nagy gone, Uh, you know, Bill Lazar is is calling a very good game for, for Justin Fields and, there was about five or six throws where you, that, you know, Justin Fields made where you just, you know, you you kind of open your eyes and you go, "Wow, you know, that was a crazy a crazy throw." And um I don't know if uh, how much of the game did uh, did you watch or um, I was gonzo after
0: uh Fryermuth's second touchdown.
1: Okay. <laughs> I was
0: gonzo after that. I was too tired.
1: <laughs> and when was that? I think that was almost halfway into the third quarter almost. Okay. Well, Justin Fields on the last drive of the game made some unreal throws and there's a throw to to Jimmy Graham, um, that was about a maybe a 25-yard completion. Did you see that one, Rob?
0: Um was it a dime in the middle of the
1: field or was I think? Yeah, it yeah, else? it was a dime in the middle of the field. He got he got hit a second after he threw and the throw was perfect through two defenders and That kind of stuff, those kind of throws are big time throws, and you know, seeing throws like that from a rookie quarterback, you know, makes me, you know, giggly, you know, just thinking about it. But uh, you know, he had a great game around. uh, PFF ranked him the number one quarterback this week through all the quarterbacks, and which is, (laughs) which is pretty crazy uh, to to think about that. You know, he was the number one ranked quarterback, and you know. Matthew Stafford had a bad week. Brady had a bye. Kyler Murray didn't play, so I don't want to, you know, jump the gun. I'll I'll play, you know, the other side here. We had a lot of players that did not play and a lot of weird off games. You know, Josh Allen off game, but Justin Fields a ninety point three, I believe, which was better than Baker's eighty nine point nine. So he got crowned the best quarterback of the week according to PFF. So. Um, and I think that it, it just has to do with some some of those big time throws, you know, that he made in the in that the uh latter part of the game. The throw to Mooney around was an absolute dart. Mm-hmm. You know, on the run. Kinda just the right touch to just get it in there and boom boom. The little toe tap action from uh, Mooney to make a big catch, you know, in the end zone to, to take the lead and the Bears defense just all these dang penalties around. I mean how have you seen a player line up, you know, offside, three, four times consecutively? Because I've Griffin never seen that. All them. the time. <laughs> That's a bad. I it. mean, Robert Quinn got back to back, dude, back to back. You just can't do that. You just can't do that, and you know, they. It's just discipline on this team is so awful. You know, the the penalties, all these penalties, that are actual penalties, and you know. Matt Nagy has no discipline at all. And it just makes me sick, uh, sick. Just watching him on the sidelines or, um, and you know, it, it just makes it fun that we get to see the progression before our eyes with, with Justin Fields and see him, you know, make these good and grandiose plays, you know, week after week. And it just, you know, makes me happy to see the kid, you know, having fun and balling, even though it's a losing effort. So, um, Something that, uh, you know, I, I hope to continue to see for, you know, many he- years to come. But, Rob, what did you think about Justin Fields on Monday? Were, were you wowed by his performance?
0: Well, since I wasn't watching it live, it was hard for me to wow. But I definitely watched the highlights of the second half, and I was impressed for sure. Um, good to see them kind of break out of uh, – good to see him break out of his slump. It wasn't really a slump. It was just a bad performance all over by the Bears in the first half. Mm-hmm. And they, they came alive in the second half and it was all led by Justin Fields. So he made some really good throws, got him in the game, tied the game up, and honestly they could have squeaked a victory out of it, but do you think that they happen. should have
1: thrown a Hail Mary instead or do you think that they that no, should have went for a field honestly, goal? Honestly good good attempt. But you know, the thing is though it. the thing is though is as a head coach, you should know how far your kicker can kick.
0: Right, yeah.
1: I, I have no idea.
0: So, I mean, if, if Santos comes up to me and says, hey, I can do it six and i I'll throw him
1: out there. You should be watching him practicing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't think that, you know, I don't think Nagy knows. I really don't. I think he was just wishing. I mean, Santos had a streak going, and he just ruined it because of the stupid field goal.
0: Right, I do I do remember uh, them talking about his streak of uh, field goals so it does kind of ruin it at the end there. But uh yeah, you know, good good effort by the Bears uh to come back at least and good for the progression of Justin Fields. But uh, any any other thing before we before we close it out here?
1: No, just uh very you know the the best loss that I've ever endured, I think. <laughs>
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but uh, and, yeah, like and, and I shout
1: said, shout out, shout out, Cole Komet. By the way, he had a great game. He did, he did.
0: Um, and one thing I do have to say, I, I if I, if I was a Bears fan, I would be praying for Fields to slide more because you don't want to see him get hit. Yeah,
1: you know that's another thing that I wanted to bring up as well. So I guess I do have a few more th- thoughts uh, regarding two more player, uh, go ahead, one more player. But Fields, he almost. Like likes the contact, but like he he needs to not because like he he needs to start running out of bounds and sliding and you know just giving himself up a little little bit more. But um, it it makes it hard though because he never he always gets hit and never gets flags. So like I feel like he's like okay, I'm just gonna run through. I'm just gonna run then because I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get a flag. So um. You know, it's not just about, you know, looking for flags, but it's, it's just protecting your head and protecting your back and just, you know, making sure that you just go, go to the ground, you know, even if you don't pick up those two extra yards, you know, just to live on to the next play where you can design to, to get that. So, mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the other player that I have is David Montgomery, who came back, and, you know, Rob, dare I say, it looks pretty much back to full strength, I would say. Right, I mean, he carried the ball very yeah, well. I very watch worked Yeah, I agree. made a few good plays at the end of the game. So, mm-hmm. just uh, the the best loss you know that I've had in quite some time, just because of the development of the quarterback, which is the only important thing this season. Uh, even though we gave up our first round draft pick next year, which currently belongs to, to New York, who it would be the eighth draft. So that that kind of stings, but knowing that we got Justin Fields almost uh makes a little a little sting a little less but you know first round draft picks are the you know pretty much key to success you know in the NFL you got to hit on them hopefully the bears can you know hit on hit on Justin who continues to progress uh, right before our very eyes
0: yeah, and I don't know if the Rams want to follow that same recipe because I don't know when they have their next first-round pick. But yeah, anyway,
1: uh, I, I don't I think guess. it's slated until twenty twenty-four. <laughs> that is funny, but uh, they've, yeah, I, they've I, given their last. Let's see, they traded two for. Well, just just think about this. Didn't they trade for the first overall pick to draft? I believe
0: Goff
1: so. I believe. Baller yeah, that anything.
0: was the last time they
1: had their first-round pick was golf. <laughs> so they traded, I believe they traded two first round picks for that, and then they traded two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, and then they traded two first round picks for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> oh it my just, goodness! It just
0: goes on. They're going for a Super Bowl, so we'll see. But Parker, what did you do in
1: uh, college football? By the way, you're I went three and or three and three, pretty. Often. I
0: went. I went 4 and 2 in college and 6 and 8 in NFL, so. Oh my um, god. Yeah, I went um let's
1: see. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 and 1 2 3 4. Eight and 5 does that sound right? 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14. No, I should have one more. Right? Yeah, you eight should and have 5. I went 6 and 8. 6 and 8. Okay. Let's see. You must have won eight two, and six then. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Where is the other game? Did I forget about a game or something? I don't know. Thursday night game in there? Yeah.
0: Did One, you get the two, Sunday night three, game in
1: there? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. For some reason, I just was miscounting. But yeah, eight and six. So that's okay. not too shabby, but not too yeah. great either.
0: Well, um, we'll see everybody in the next episode where uh, we'll be predicting. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, a great episode, Parker. Um, sorry, Tony. we con- Shout out, Tony.
1: Yeah, shout out, Tony.
0: Hopefully uh, you made Tony. it this long, but uh, we'll hopefully get you back on the next episode. But, uh, Parker, any last words?
1: Yeah, um, you know, just, you know, thanks for listening. And we're trying to come up with some uh, better ideas uh, in terms of uh, show design amaram i i spoke to you about having like fate like uh player of the week or you know team of the week or game of the week or whatever have you like that and maybe getting some guests on the show as as you you know mentioned to ram so mm-hmm. i guess we'll see how that goes but uh yeah uh tony wish i wish i you could be here and um you know these 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 changes are you know modifications well, not probably happen until we can get Tony uh, kind of synced in on it because it's just been a weird week with uh, Maram having some, uh, you know, being busy and uh, Tony being busy. So uh, just a, a weird week in football and a weird week for our, for our show. So.
0: Yeah. We're just uh, kind of cramming our schedule. But we're, <laughs> getting, we're getting through everything. So yeah. it's important, but uh Yeah, uh, we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.